This is Culture Communication and Brand Moments with Shelby Joe Long, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Shelby Joe Long. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Shelby Joe Long. I am Senior Vice President of the Strategic Advisor Board and also head of this Genius Entrepreneur podcast. I love having conversations with individuals that have transformed their genius into an income stream. And today, is a perfect example of someone who left a career, created a business out of their genius, and now is thriving. And I'm excited to learn a little bit more about her business. Lisa Levy is the CEO of L-Cubed Consulting. And I am excited that you're here at the interview today, Lisa. Welcome. I am so excited to be here, Shelby Joe. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. Uh, can you t- just tell us about you're a best-selling author, you're a CEO. Can you just give us the 360-degree overview of what, what it is you do? Absolutely. So let's just start with, I consider myself to be an accidental entrepreneur. <laughs> it was never, ever, ever my goal to own and run my own business. I grew up with parents who were entrepreneurs, real estate developers, and it's a crazy roller coaster. And you have great years and you have bad years. And I was like, I want a corporate job. I want, I want a salary. I want vacation time. I want sick time. I want a 401k. I want all of this security. Right. Yeah. But I learned that it's absolutely not secure. So after the dot-com bust and yeah. I was going through things, I landed what I thought was my dream job. It's 2009. I was in my mid-30s, and I was hired by a startup that was getting ready to go gangbusters to to lead and build a project management office for them. It, It was everything I ever wanted a job to be, and I hated every single day of it. Yeah. I had... In 18 months, I reported to six different C-level executives... There was no coherent plan. There was nothing. And every piece of advice I offered to the company was poo-pooed until an external consultant came in and said the exact same things. Right. And I had my Eureka and I said, oh my God, I can do something so much better than sitting here literally feeling I'm banging my head against the wall day in and day out. And with very little preparation and very little planning, I created L-Cubed Consulting. And I walked away from what I perceived to be security and took the biggest leap of faith with no clients in hand and started a consulting company. And it's 14 years later. There you go. Still here. Still here. Still thriving. Yeah, that's Absolutely. It. it is a so admirable that you took that. I just it it mimics it's very similar to an experience that I had. Uh, you know, I I'm a professor of communication. I've been a professor for 17 years. I've been in the college atmosphere for a long time. And 
the difference for me is that I like teaching. I love teaching and all of that. I don't really like the administrative piece and I didn't really want to move up anymore. I just like the teaching part. And that's an opportunity to use my skills and all of that. And then, then I was like, then I hit a ceiling and Mm. I wasn't as fulfilled as I desired in the world of work. And so that's when I started doing that. But, um, you, you took the leap of faith. I I did with both feet off of a big unknown cliff. Right. And it's one thing, and I'm sure we'll get to this, but it is not the approach I would recommend. <laughs> yeah. Right. It is absolutely, you know, leaping with blind faith is really, really, really risky. And I was fortunate that I'd been in the industry, in a market for a long time and had a network around me that I was able to leverage quickly. I don't know that I, it would work the same way today. And so that is not that the approach that I, I by any means suggest. And that's why I kind of fall back on, on the accidental entrepreneur, because this never should have worked. But it did. And you, but it did. Yeah. And there are reasons behind that and all of those things and those experiences, right? I'm learning and putting back into my business and feeding out to my clients, And so the basics of what we do is taking best practices from large enterprise corporations, the discipline of project management, process management, organizational change management, and creating those into something I call adaptive transformation, which is a framework that we can use in smaller businesses, starting at a solopreneur and growing with the company or building it in as you're starting to build in a a leadership team. But taking all of the advantages of huge corporations and leveraging them with far less cost, fewer people, but still getting the strategic impact that you want. Sure. So it's huge and it's, it, it, it revolutionizes how to grow from small to big. What, uh, what type of industries do you typically work with? Is it industry agnostic or is it a certain, certain area? So every marketing person who's ever worked ever worked with me would shoot me for this statement. It is absolutely industry agnostic. Uh, the reason work, it's very true. Business principles are the same. Project management doesn't. There are certain principles that you have to follow to be able to do that. The communication yes. world is very similar to that. There's principles. It's just adapting it to different places. Right. And the key, right, is that is the adaptation, right? What I do in a tech company is different than I do in a healthcare company, is different than a utility, is very different than a solopreneur starting on whatever that path is, regardless of the industry. So the size of the organization matters um, and how we use the tools, but the tools themselves, these are basic business practices. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And your experience taught you that. And you Mm -hmm. took that and transformed that. So let's talk about some of your challenges. You said said it might not be the leap of faith and jumping into it might not be what you recommend. But maybe what are some of the challenges you confronted in the journey of entrepreneurship? 
So I think a common theme, and I certainly experienced it, and I hear everybody talking about it, right? Lead generation. If you're in a services business, how do you sell and how do you keep that working? And after spending tens of thousands of dollars over the years on marketing, on, well, marketing, let's just keep it at that space, that really never created much in terms of lead generation. My word is my promise is my commitment and my referrals are the places that generate the business. And so it's the work that I do. It's the work that the, my team does. It is bigger than just me today, but it's, it's delivering on what we commit to do, right? Keeping the promise and letting our clients speak for us. Sure. And so you have a really strong referral base. That's where you get a lot of your leads. That's it. And even when I've tried to leverage, you know, email marketing, online content creation, all of these other things, it still comes back to people getting to know me, trust me, and inviting me into their business, or because somebody they know has done business with me, right? That it it everything starts with building a rapport and trust. It's it's a natural human inclination, right? We 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 need that. Absolutely. Have you have you found that that has relationship building and getting into new businesses and even the referral piece? Have you felt that the pandemic challenged that at all, or do you feel there was a shift in there at all? And so the pandemic, but yeah, the pandemic offered offered me some time to reflect and reboot. So Future Proofing Cubed, my first book, was in the works starting in 2019. It was scheduled to launch in March of 2020. I held off a little bit. Yeah. I, I put a little bit of a pause on that. The topics were still important. Yeah. But I waited a few months. And then really in the May timeframe, May of 2020, the book hit and right? There was a little perfect storm of people were working from home. They had a little bit more freedom with their time. And future proofing is the process of our adaptive transformation. So the book is just taking you through the experience of how we do business with some great stories from some really good, great CEOs and leaders who are doing some very innovative future-proofed work. But it gave an opportunity for people to, to, to consume to consume the book, to get the ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. And the world opened up in a different way in this virtual space, right? In networking groups, in more podcasts, more of these sort of conversations that I would never have understood how to do prior to the pandemic. I wrote the book for businesses that were somewhat significant, right? 50 to $100 million in revenue. Mm-hmm. I received the most feedback from solopreneurs and early startup entrepreneurial minds saying, but what if we start with this at the very beginning and build with this in mind? And I had not really thought of doing it that way. I totally get it. And during the course of the pandemic, have changed what I do to bring on that coaching line of my business. Sure. That speaks to those individuals who aren't in a position to pay for a consulting engagement, because let's be honest, those are more expensive. Sure. More time, more people, more, more money. 
Coaching is a little bit more intimate. It's more specific on the needs of this the individual entrepreneur or a smaller group within a leadership team that might only be two or three people. And so the pandemic offered me the ability to leverage a book that I thought was going to do one thing to create a whole new line of business. And so, yeah, the pandemic opened up doors and opportunities in ways that I would never have would never have known to gone to known how to go down that path until you were forced to until it was just, yeah, do or die time. Right. Right. There's a, so many challenges that happened during the pandemic that a lot of small businesses close their doors. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's admirable that you, you've been in business for 14 years, you've shifted and adapted and pivoted your practices to add another arm to your business. I think that's, I think that's, that is absolutely admirable. So congratulations on all of that. Thank you. Right. It's a roller coaster ride. You don't always know what's going to happen next. Right. Right. And I think, I think the lesson of the pandemic, uh, well, there are many, (laughs) many lessons, but I think that's a, that you don't always know what, world events are going to happen or that Mm -hmm. what shifts in the economy are going to happen. There's things that we can't control yet. We have to be able to be nimble and adapt to those things. We do. And that, you know, that ties into the speaking part of my business now, right? Disruption is everywhere. And it's a constant, we, we, we like to put our blinders on and, you know, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, but disruption is the pandemic. Disruption is an economic downturn. Disruption is I'm adding a new line of business to to my company to thrive through those unexpected things. And so embracing disruption, being able to feel comfortable walking into uncertainty and finding solutions is critical to our success. Absolutely. What we do today, no matter how great the revenue return is on our actions, tomorrow is not going to give us the same return. So we have to be ready to continuously adapt so that we can thrive through whatever comes our way. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's next for your business? Are you looking to expand into another area or provide another service? So the next thing is elevating this to larger audiences Mm -hmm. and, and getting, getting, um, taking an experiment of mine, which was a podcast directed at healthcare Mm -hmm. and taking it out of that very specific industry vertical niche and going wider. And so we're, we're playing with a brand, you know, disrupt and innovate to, to make the changes to your business. And there's a new podcast on the horizon um, that we're going to do and try and go really big and go bold. It's time. No time like the present. Always. Always. Got to step into that. Uh, Lisa, what advice would you have for our entrepreneur listeners out there that are thinking about leaving their corporate job, their current job, creating something out of their genius? Is there something you would tell them, some piece or pieces of advice you would have for them? So I'll go with two pieces of advice. One is this is a life-changing opportunity put some time and thought into the financial basis that you need. What does it, what does it cost to operate your life? 
And if you have savings, what does the runway of that actually really look like so that you don't panic 30 days in? The initial startup, the initial getting it going takes some time. And if you're in a position to start building while you're still drawing a paycheck from somewhere else, if you can pull that off for a while, it makes it a lot easier. Sure. The other piece to to contrast with that is don't be afraid to go for it, right? Start the experiment, test something small, see how it resonates and build from that. Um, everything, you know, adopt the crawl, walk, run kind of a mindset so that you start with things and then you grow from there. It doesn't all, there's no big magic wand that makes a business boom successful overnight. Both excellent pieces of advice. Yes. Be prepared, but also step into the shoes. There's no reason you can't do it. This economy is wide open. There's no reason that you can't step into the thought leadership economy and use your expertise to transform the life of others. Absolutely. But think about it. Cautious risk, maybe, or plan. Calculated. Calculate. Ooh, I like that. That's a calculated risk. Calculated risk. Well, Lisa, this was a great conversation today. Lots of tidbits to inspire our audience to think differently about their backgrounds, expertise, maybe take a step into entrepreneurship because it's a pretty fun place to be when you can live that life of freedom and build that business for yourself. Yes. Uh, one last thing before we go, where can where can our audience members find you? The fastest, easiest way to find me is Lisa L. Levy, L-E-V as in Victor, Y.com or Lisa L. Levy on LinkedIn. Okay. We'll be sure to include that in the show notes too, so they can find you immediately. Well, Lisa, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for coming today. I appreciate your wisdom and your expertise. I look forward to your books. They sound intriguing and uh, I'm going to get future proofing. That's a, that's a business. That's something that most people should read if they have businesses to think about how, how there's their businesses can weather the storm that might approach them. So yes, look forward to that. Look forward to that. Well, listeners, this is another great example of a genius entrepreneur that has transformed their expertise and their experience into a service industry that helps serve others to help lead other businesses through these storms. So Lisa, thank you again for showing up today. And to our listeners, I look forward to next time when we can talk to another genius entrepreneur to inspire you to think about your expertise in a different way. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Culture, Communication, and Brand Moments with your host, Shelby Jo Long. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.